Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the After the Bell podcast. This week we have author Rocco Smeaton joining us, who goes by the alias JJ uh, Harrow, which is, I guess, his his writing name, like, yeah. like many, many have. <laughs> uh, but before we get into the episode, we'd just like to quickly promote our, social, our new social media, which mm-hmm. uh, is just After the Bell on Instagram. Nice and simple. Yes, nice and simple. Uh, so if you go drop that a follow, it, it, it helps promote each episode if you want to tell them harvey what what we sort of aim to post each week yeah we just want to post a few little uh little clips and uh images and stuff like that to make sure um you you watch on a friday because that's when that's when we want you to watch we don't want you to forget as well so if you um want to listen every week definitely give that a follow yeah just helps keep you updated Mm -hmm. nevertheless uh enjoy the insight into rocker's life yeah Hi, Rocco. Welcome to the sixth episode of the podcast. Are you happy to be here today? I am. I'm very happy. I've listened to every other episode um, of the podcast so far, and I'm hoping I'm going to be the best. <laughs> no, no pressure, then. Um, you're here today to talk about your writing of um, your novel that you've written, and you're writing a second one. Um, the novel's called Heresy. Yes, I've actually it is. got a copy it's, here. I've also got my copy here. I don't have my copy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you you um have been interested in writing a while. You like reading, you like writing, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I've always I've always liked reading, but like I used to be very, very bad at writing. Um like in, in like in, in primary school I was terrible. They they I'm good at handwriting, like on paper. Uh, they, they, they said, like, I was so bad at handwriting, they put me on a computer. Everyone else was handwriting in the class, and I was on a computer. Um, yeah, so you weren't, you didn't start as, um, someone who's, uh, let's say naturally gifted in just writing loads and loads and loads, but you always had a passion for yeah. it, and we've been friends for quite a while, and I've known you've always loved writing, especially about fantasy. Yeah, I've always, I've always loved fantasy. I think, um, I think you can do anything in fantasy, really, can't you? Like... If you want to do a crime story, you yeah. can do a crime story with dragons. If you want to do a romance story, you can do a romance <laughs> story with dragons. And um, yeah. I, I, like, I, like, I like my dragons, as you can see. Um, I don't know if you can see that well, but um, I've got a dragon painted on my wall that I did recently. Well, I was just going to mention, to start with, not not necessarily about the books, but about like the location. So you're in your shed, you're at the the bottom of your garden. Um, is th- this, this is where all the writing happened. This is where happens. all the writing happened, yeah. Um, I, literally all of it. Uh, even even back on back when I was working on a novel with Harvey and Jude and Jonathan, which was the other team we were working with, I worked in my shed. Back then, I didn't have heating, I didn't have lighting, and it was freezing all the time. But that's motivating me to write more because, like, my hand would get like frostbite if I wasn't typing away on my keyboard. So it was a motivator. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Um, what made you want to start writing a fantasy novel? Because obviously the first one's done, and the second one's um, sort of yeah. in production. I well, guess um, I just want to clarify on Heresy here quickly. Um, it's not necessarily three three books. They're they're going to be part of one book. So really, it's one one part of it because it's going to be a seven hundred book, and I seven hundred page book that is. Um, and actually, <laughs> just to just to be annoying and go on a tangent here. The way I write books is different to a lot of writers in the way that most people will like, here's the plot, here's what's happening, and then they'll write the story to however long it needs to be. I start with how many pages it's going to be first, which I know is strange, but <laughs> I can then time how long it's going to take me because I, you know, I know how fast I write. Um, so it has been a detriment sometimes because Heresy was going to be 50 pages and it, it turned into 100 pages. Um, so your writing technique that you use is basically outlining it 
page by page, breaking it down right to the smallest page, and um, then it's sort of more manageable for you to write. Yeah, because like when you're outlining, you've got this mindset of this is the story. This is you've got the plot. You're you're keeping it with you know the arcs and how it's going. Whereas when you're right. writing a page, you're thinking about the description. You're thinking about how this character is going to do something and the actions. And it makes it so much easier to think about that if you're not thinking about what's this leading to and how is this important to the plot. Because you know that you've already thought of that in advance. Also, yeah, yeah. Um, because you know this, this, you like to talk about school on After the Bell. Um, school is an issue with writing because if I was trying to write you know, five pages a day, um, that would be two and a half hours. And with work and everything, that makes it, it makes it very hard to do that. So what I do is I yeah. do writing. I, I do writing sprints um, where I do like twelve and a half hours in a day, and I get twenty five pages done. And <laughs> if you're if you're trying to write, okay, um, I recently just done one, and it was meant to be six days. It turned into sort of four days because uh, it's a hard hard time. But if I didn't have any outline, uh, that that just falls apart after a few seconds because you're you're good self topic, and you don't have to go back to outlining. In the middle of it, obviously a lot of writers do it differently, but yeah. I was going to ask because um, obviously uh, it it will be different, like tailored to sort of quarantine, how your day to day routine goes about. But say mm-hmm. a normal day, you go to a different sixth form to us. So say a normal day at that sixth form, uh, how would you? What would the day sort of look like, and how would you sort of tailor in your writing to that day schedule? Well, um, I. I generally don't tailor in the writing to a day schedule. Um, I might try and get like an half an hour done uh, at the end. And I'm actually tr- going to try um, right. in the future from here on to sort of get some done the bus because that takes that takes like it takes like an hour to get there um, and back. Yeah. And that's two hours. I could have then I could have got four pages done in there, um, but mm-hmm. I generally don't. You seem to be more about like sort of the efficiency. If you can work out how long it takes, uh, then you can actually achieve writing this full book. Yeah, um, it's very calculated. Was it hard juggling this with school studies then? Because if you're not, if you're not writing, say on a day to day, do you just save it for a for a holiday or a half? Yeah, as I, as I say with writing sprints, um, well, on heresy, um, the first fifty pages were sort of done. Over a while, and I'd sort of planned it. I was going to do a few pages every day, and I did that for a long time. But like, say I was doing a couple pages every day. Um, that's that's like twenty five days, but I wouldn't get it done every day, and it just took a lot longer. And it took months to get the first yeah. fifty pages done, and it was only going to be fifty pages originally. So after that, I sort of lost motivation, and I went off it for a while. And it took like it was like a couple months later after after Christmas, I picked up again, and I was like, okay, I can write a page in half an hour. I've got a weekend, and I'm going to get 50 pages done. And that's how I finished Terracy. I did I did 50 pages in two days and finished the book. Um, so wow. that's how I do it to fit around school, because otherwise it's very hard to sort of stay consistent. I find it very hard to, like, keep doing everything. You seem to be someone who works best in intensity. Yeah, well, I just don't... I, I lose motivation thing quite quickly. Uh, as you know, Harvey, um, we, we had um, a YouTube channel, and that, that died down after a while. I've done many other things. Mm-hmm. I recently, one of my most recent things was I was freelancing and I was I was earning good money. I was getting like fifty quid an hour, drawing maps. What were you doing? Which was the, I was drawing maps and that was quite easy. Right. But it's just after you know I'd had uh, like you know four hundred pounds or so, I just lost motivation because I was like, I'm not doing this for that anymore. I'm doing this for money, mm. and I just 
Don't think I couldn't really work like that. And it's surprising when I say that because like, it's not like, it seems so logistical the way I'm writing that it doesn't seem like you know there's so much creativity going on there because I don't make up things on the spot so much. Yeah. <laughs> From the beginning for you, it's been it's always been about the story as well, hasn't it? It's been. Not about necessarily trying to earn money from it. It's about sharing the story that you want to write with people. Yeah, I think it's definitely that. Um, and I think that's why it took me so long to get back to writing after Heresy came out. Is because once everyone knows you've written a story and you know I pub- I published a book, it was all about well then you published a book. That's sort of it. And I sort of felt that I was like, oh, I've done this. I've completed it. And you get yeah. you get a sense of completion. You get like. You get the dopamine of like, wow, you've, d- you've done this, well done. And then I realised that, no, I haven't done this. This isn't my aim. I don't want to start with one book. So, Rocco, how long did it take you to complete the novel? Um... Uh, in hours? Probably about, you know, um, only 50 of actually writing, because I generally do keep okay. to my times. Um, I say half an hour a page, but I also get the rest in there as well. So it's, I can sort of plan sort of a day of writing without having to plan breaks, because they sort of go in to that half an hour. Um, right, yeah. But in terms of outlining and world-building, obviously a lot longer. I think you hit the nail on the head with uh, how how you sort of stayed motivated with it, uh, with regards to, like, sort of your freelancing stuff, where it's like, you shouldn't be doing it for the money, you should be doing it for, like, the, the passion of, yeah, you know, completing the subjects. Do you think that helped you sort of staying motivated for so long because you because you were actually like passionate about the subject rather than doing it for like yeah definitely definitely because like you know um in fact harvey can put a picture of the map on screen now and i i love this map and it was you know the first one i did and it took a long time uh a a map that was designed great like it was great though wasn't it it was some it was a it was a work of passion and like you know when i was getting paid for that i wasn't putting that sort of time in i was sort of this is what you want draw the outline do the same lines for everything, and there was no individuality yeah. or spirit in it. Whereas, like in writing, there's there's definitely much more of that. It's there's a lot of me in my writing, um, which is not necessarily a good thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's very it's a very individual process, and you know I've always had stories in my head and not necessarily been able to communicate them, and it's just such a great way yeah. to sort of get that out there. It definitely has that unique sort of twist to it. So say um, you've finished writing, you you've you finished everything on your side, so what's the next step to getting it like professionally published to that hard back copy or paperback copy that's in your hand? Um, well, first of all, I just want to say that Amazon KDP is amazing. <laughs> I, I really think it, it's such a revolution in the way things are done. Because what is that? Amazon KDP is the is the Amazon way that they, they get it through. They give they give you an ISBN um and they, you know, they, they print it all for you. Um, but the way that they okay. do it is... Because before that, obviously, you'd have to go through a pre- professional publisher or a, a vanity press. Vanity press is where you'd, you know, self-publish a book, but you couldn't really earn anything from it because it was so expensive and you just do, like... like <laughs> I don't know where they'd look. But um, say you want, like, ten books for you and your friends, you'd get, like, vanity press. But, um, yeah, I've always thought publishing to be a really expensive process and something that most people won't be able to do. But with this Amazon KDP, you can do it for free, right? Uh, yeah, you can do it for free, and it's That's because really it's, good. It's a, it's such a because normally you print books in boxes. You're like, okay, we want 
20,000 of this book, we think that's how many it'll sell, and we'll send them around to bookstores around, you know, the country, and that'll be well. Mm-hmm. And then you have a professional publisher with massive print machines, and they just put your book pages sort of into that, and it print the ink there. Whereas KDP, it does it where they can, they don't have to print loads of it, because they've got these standardised sizes, um, and they just print on top of it, and they can do each layer, and they can do it for so many people, and obviously... This wasn't actually, I don't think, the first revolution in books, but I never, I haven't really used sort of kin, Kindle, uh, I mean, e-books um, or audiobooks, but I listen to audiobooks all the time, and I think the whole writing game space has really changed massively in, like, you know, the past 50 years from you have to go through this middleman to now you can do it on your own yeah. to it's actually thought of better to do it on your own yeah. in a lot of cases. Right, so your book is available to buy online through Amazon, through Amazon and then yeah. they'll craft it and make yeah. it just for just for one person yeah which is um oh, it's very incredible it's yeah it's a very efficient and effective way to do a thing whereas you know if if i i would not have been able to get this professionally published i would not have been able to get you know an agent to do this but yeah i can do this and now i can do a lot more and then get to that stage eventually if I wanted to. Yeah, I think one thing that um, helps modern authors like yourself uh, today is the social media platform. Uh, mm. Not only not only can you use it to like spread awareness and like you know of, of the book, but you can also use it like you said to help you publishing because back back in the day when you know books were still you know a huge sort of um, like thing, <laughs> um, they. But you, it was harder to like spread awareness of a book, um, sort yeah. of say fifty, yeah. hundred years ago, rather than it is today. So yeah, definitely. Are you are you like are you exploiting? I'm your use of social media. I'm enough? trying to, but I don't know. I think when you have an art account, because um, I've I've run many art accounts and I've got decent followers on them. Not 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 any way good, but for the amount of time I spend on them before I quit. Um, it was a decent amount of followers. I think followers can really get you bogged down, especially when you use art and each piece is individual. Yeah. With, a, with a book, yeah. I'm not going to be able to show it to the world until I finished it, really. And I think that makes you want to go finish it. Whereas if I do an art, I can stop any any point. Um, but that's... I'm going on top again. Um, but social media for books, because you have that, it's only finished once when it's done, and then it's like, you've got the book. I can't just like say, oh, here's the entire book on my social media. Or something. This is a thing. There's always going to be someone better, like better than you, and you've still got a lot to learn when it comes to writing and put it, publishing, getting your book out. But you've made a good attempt. I mean, haven't you got someone to design you an actual cover? I, I have. Yeah, really cool. um, I got uh, Julien Rico. I think it's it. Um, <laughs> but he's he's a, he's an amazing person, and um, he's recently just had a commission from Warner Bros. Um, wow. And he's just done some some of their stuff, but. He, he was amazing, and he, and he worked with me really well. And a lot of the stuff on the cover is from drawings that I sort of drawn already. So it's, it's really kept, oh, wow. the, it's kept the me part of it, but also yeah. me that I feel, hopefully, appeal more to the math. Um, I think in almost every industry, it is a lot about who you know and like who they know, and that's how like you get links, and that's how you get yeah. up to the top. And I think you, you, you rightly said uh, about the followers, like who... About um, <laughs> who who you know is sort of like it's not necessarily about how many followers you have. If even if like five people are, are like listening or reading what you're doing, that that's enough to keep you motivated and to keep you going because there are people who who do want to see it. It's been a very positive thing 
for people who are trying to grow on their own without using that third party with advertising and all that. Yeah, definitely. And and we've um we've noticed with ours, like just through YouTube and being able to actually do a podcast, which most people won't be able to do, um, yeah. on a relatively small budget, we've been able to reach way more people than I would have thought possible who actually yeah, listen 100%. each week and that's all thanks to those, you know, platforms. Yeah, shout out to the listeners. <laughs> oh, thanks. Um, and I think it's, it's also, yeah, it's very um, important to at least, like, because I, I could probably go and, like, take a load of infographics from, like, other writing accounts and post them from other people's stuff. But it's also about having that quality and that being you. You've got to have that uniqueness. Yeah. Because, you know, n- no matter how how good my content is, if someone just likes this other person better, they'll go to them. Um, but obviously, mm. same reverse. If I'm, if people are like, oh, I like this guy, I trust this guy, this guy's been providing good stuff, and I think he's, he's a solid person <laughs> on social media, they're more likely to come to me than, oh, this other dude who I don't really know. Uh, I think that's just like, you know, got to get that content out there rather than yeah. just sitting on it. So what would you what would you say to sort of an aspiring you know teenager who 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 wants to write who wants to like uh, write a novel or or anything sort of in that category? What, what what would you be your advice from the experience you've had? Literally, anyone who's writing a story, first thing I'd say is make sure make sure you've got a good outline because otherwise you're going to lose motivation. And you're going to stop halfway through, and then I'd yeah. say just write, <laughs> just just try and do it every day if you can. And if that's not how you work, just do it all in one go, and get it yeah. out there um, because that's the best way I think and just keep doing that <laughs> um, yeah so yeah no I mean it's it's something I, I like writing you know and I like reading um, but I wouldn't have the same sort of commitment and dedication you've had but I think definitely that strategy of outlining your plan um, finding a topic that's enthusiastic to you and make sure your priorities are writing rather than any other source yeah well I don't think you necessarily think even if you gotta make it a priority when you're writing, because you can have uh, you can have other priorities. You know, I'm not at the moment. It's definitely not a priority because unlike you guys, I've still got exams coming up. Um, <laughs> so are you doing them online then? Then no, we're not. We're going into school exam. to do them. Um, oh wow! Yeah, it's not fun. And we've got two. We've got two two-hour revision sessions, um, which we're going to have. And then starting next week, start next week, we've got all our lessons um, on Zoom now. From before, where we just had like, you can sort of do this work if you want to do this work. Um, we're not going to yeah. complain. Uh, so that's sort that's sort of how it's felt until until you get in one of those online lessons. It sort of felt like ah, here's here's the work. You know, we're not we're not too bothered whether you do it or not. You know, <laughs> you're not really our responsibility <laughs> anymore. Yeah. Have you found any of your school studies actually helped with writing at all? Um, English English helped uh, GCC. Just I wouldn't say necessarily the subject. I'd say. The teacher in specific, um, he really got me right. a lot more enthused about writing. Because before, it was like, yeah, you can't do this. You're pretty shit at writing to me. It's because I didn't have the techniques down there, because it was sort of harder to read. The ideas weren't coming through. Whereas he he was like, you know, he, he encouraged my ideas and everything. And also, like, um, I just want to say shout out to Mr. Tui, who, um, who bought my book. <laughs> One of my teachers bought my book, and um, I don't even think he's read it, probably. But um, who has? Harvey, have you read it? <laughs> I have, yeah. I've read most of it. There, <laughs> most of it. But yeah, I, you know, I got your money, so... Harry, have you ever been interested in writing, or any sort of thing like that? Um, 
I'm gonna have to be honest and say no. Not not necessarily. I wouldn't. I I don't think I'd ever write a book just purely because I can see from like Rocco's experience the the dedication and the time out of your day mm. it takes. And unless like unless you have like a hundred percent passion and drive in yeah. into that field, I feel like you'd be half-heartedly writing a book and then you'd be disappointed with the outcome. And I feel like that's true. It, yeah, it, it would be too much to to sort of do as a as a hobby on the side. Um, I do, however, love my films and <laughs> my TV shows. Uh, and Rocco, you 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 say you like Rick and Marty. Um, <laughs> I did. You been, have you been watching it? Uh, I have. It, it, like the... it finished um, well the Thursday before last when everyone hears this, um, and I really liked the ending. I think it was good. Um, Obviously, it's just this season ending. There'll probably be more, uh, and this season in, in in whole has been obviously there was some, there's been some really weird shit. But um, that's Rick and Morty for you. There's been um, strange dragon intercourse, and there's been uh, alien kissing and stuff. But you know that's just Rick and Morty <laughs> for you. Um, and if you like that stuff, go watch it. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh... Strange show. I found I've had like a full like I've done a full 360 with Rick and Morty. Um, I started well, I started watching after because there was quite a lot of hype about it uh, initially, and I hated it. I didn't think it was funny at all. Um, it I found it annoying. <laughs> the only character you related to was Jerry. Yeah, I like Jerry because I don't know. I just thought he was the only one funny. Um, but as I've watched, I've watched all the series now, and I sort of understand its place now. I. I I think um, it's not for everyone, especially the comedy, but yeah. it's fun to watch. Have you seen I think, it, Harry? I think it's... Yeah, I've seen some... I haven't seen all of it, but I've seen I've seen parts, and I do think it's the, your stereotypical American sort of know, sitcom. Yeah. And and I think it it's such a... Like, a mass market uh, American sitcoms. You know, you've got you've got Family Guy, you've got... Yeah, Americans love there's them. So, there's so many, and to be fair... I think with the quantity they put out, it's hard not to have watched even just one episode of each each of the yeah. of the things. And I, and to be fair, some of them are really funny. I, I've been watching Family Guy and repeat over quarantine, just Gosh. just like because they're all they've all been put on YouTube. Because um, I was struggling to find them before, but now I I just I, I don't know. I just find them really really funny. Uh, for, some, for some reason, Family Guy never stuck with me. Um, I I. Not that I have a vehement dislike for Family Guy. I just um, I don't think I'd ever choose to watch it. I don't I don't know. I don't know why. It may be the character styles or something. I just I've just never watched it. I've watched American Dad a bit, um, and I've watched all of Rick and Morty, and I think I don't know. I like it because um, it's not it's not like sur- it's there's the surface level humor, but they they do yeah. they do a lot of research into stuff, and there is a lot of, there's a lot going on there that you don't necessarily see. If you just watch them once, like I've watched quite a few episodes, like twice mm. or so, and you notice something new every time, and I just yeah, I think that's nice. Yeah, I think it's and good in that way. Yeah, it's probably quite rare for a cartoon actually to have that, yeah, because um, it is just animated at the end of the day. Also, because Dan Harmon, um, the creator of it, is one of the pers- main people who did the Dan Harmon story circle, which I use in my outlining document. It's in the bottom there. Um, <laughs> I do use Dan Harmon story circle, and so does um, one of my favorite authors because. Obviously, this is sort of a film and TV thing, but I would like to just um, say, if anyone out there reads or wants to get into fantasy, I would recommend Brandon Sanderson wholeheartedly. He's an amazing person and a writer. And recently, I've just um, f- 
finished so far what he's done on the Stormlight Archive. And these books um, are not for the the new fantasy reader because they're like each of them. I listen to an audiobook, and they're about fifty hours each. And at the moment, there's three, um, but there's going to be like seven more. He, he, <laughs> there's, there's a lot, and they're each like this thick. So <laughs> it's um... that's great. Uh, well, I think just about rounds off uh this week's episode thank you so much rocker for for joining us and letting us know about your writing it was a pleasure to be here see you later (laughs) and that was the episode with rocco talking about his writing i thought that was a pretty cool episode he we i found like i learned a lot from what he was saying about um the way he outlines and he his way of working was was quite interesting yeah, 100%. I think he's definitely a character and definitely a, a, <laughs> yeah. a name to look out for in the future. J. Joe Harrow, next time you go into a bookshop, see if, he's, see if his name's there. <laughs> and, and what a cool writing shed as well, like, at the bottom of his garden. Yeah, I know, that's insane. Like, I was I was thinking about, like, you know, your Royal Dahls and people like that who, who write in, like, mm. a, a little shed and what they yeah, go on to be. And his artwork on the side as well, like really, really cool. cool. Yeah, if you if you didn't watch the video version of that, you should definitely, um, because yeah, it's a cool little setup. 100%. Also, we've linked his book in the description. It's called Heresy. You can buy that um, on Amazon, basically, and it'll be printed and sent to you. So please check that out. And um, I think that's it for today's episode. Yeah, thank you very much for watching again. Yeah, cheers. Thanks. <laughs>